You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. again with the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford coming right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows and if you can please give us that five star review on apple podcasts plus if you can like share subscribe follow or do anything that you can to support us right here at the lakers fast break it is truly appreciated Close, but no cigar, which only counts in horseshoes, really. And so, unfortunately, the Lakers did as Laker Tom and I did predict. We thought that this would probably be the little bump in the road for the Lakers road trip. And the perfect road record for the Lakers has come to an end with a 107 to 106 victory for the Philadelphia 76ers. But unfortunately, a mad, 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 mad fourth quarter comeback was just falling just short and here to talk about the game today is a good man indeed i know him as tom wong but you know him as the mastermind behind lakerholics.com it is laker tom and laker tom only counts so much in horseshoes my friend well you know it's one of those games where i think we were down by 12 with four minutes left and and i turned the sound off just you know Oh, that's what I did on Sirius XM driving. Just sort of, just sort of trying to change the uh, the mojo of the game, and uh, and all of a sudden we hit three threes, and Caruso made a great several great defensive plays, and uh, we came back and took the lead. I had time after the game to look at the stats, and it's really amazing how close the stats were because they were basically a one point game stats. Yeah. Both teams made forty one baskets. Both teams made sixteen free throws. Both teams had 22 points off the bench. It turned out that they made one more three and we made one more two. They won the rebounding battle by one rebound. It was just an amazingly close game. And one that the Lakers are going to kick themselves because they should have won it. They They basically did not play defense for a good portion of the game. They had 112 defensive rating for the, for the game. Um, they shot horribly from the free throw line. Anthony Davis continued his funk of not being able to hit his shots. He's 0 for 3 from deep and I think 5 or 11 or something like that from the free throw line. Just was It just was a game that we just couldn't hit anything. We couldn't do anything right. It seemed like it seemed like every call that happened in the game went against us. But I was proud that they came back at the end. Uh, I may have to turn off sound off on all of the games now when it gets close. Because that that sure seems. Yeah. To I do that the, a lot. That's my that's my trick. 
Well, that's um, my trick on the road. When I do that you know, on the uh, road, I turn down the Sears XM. It's an interesting game because we did a good job. You know, it's kind of funny. Everybody thought that Trez was going to get eaten up by uh, by Joel Embiid, and, and it turned out to be the other way around that uh, he, he ate Marcus all up, and Trez actually did a good job in the second half. Embiid was uh, four for ten, only made three free, only got three trips to the free throw line versus saving eight out of ten in the first half. The guy that we, I love Caruso's defense, and he was a big part of the comeback there at the end of the game. But I sure would have preferred to have LeBron uh, on him at that point in time. Um, we'd gone into the, we'd obviously gone into AD guarding Embiid. Uh, it was a good game by Joel. He played, he played an excellent game. Um, you know, it's it's a game that I think you'd have to say that the Sixers played probably as well as they could play, and the Lakers didn't, and we lost by a point. So. You chalk it off, you get ready. We got a game tomorrow night, so we don't have any chance to moan and groan about the game. Um, it's just one of those close games. You can come down like that. It was a it was a good shot. You, you can go back and count a hundred different ways that we could have won the game, you know. No technical foul on Frank Vogel, for example, and we'd be tied. Um, yep. A couple of those calls that I, I just thought LeBron was fouled several times and didn't get the calls. That shot that uh, that uh, over Davis that uh, was just like a prayer that went in, and then one Simmons threw a prayer up and thinking he was fouled and so forth, and he was going to get a basket. So, you know, you you play a tight, close game like that, and any team can win. And tonight the breaks didn't go against us, and we lost the game. Yeah, you just move on. Uh, I'm 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 confident that we learned some things about the game. Um, I think. Frank Vogel is still in the experimental mode because there's some of the lineups, the way he started the second half. I didn't like the way the team came out the second half. And, and Frank is still experimenting with some of these lineup combinations that, that don't seem to match up well defensively. On the good side, great game by Alex. LeBron, clutch again. I thought an excellent comeback game from Dennis, who started off terribly missing his first five shots. But all of a sudden, he you know he started yeah. to take Danny Green to 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 school on on those drives one after another and hitting a clutch three at the end and so forth. So it's good to see Dennis break through. His offense has been struggling lately. We still have a problem at the center position, and and you could see tonight that Dwight Howard wasn't the answer to that problem. And we saw the other night that Javale McGee wasn't the answer to that problem. So those those Laker fans who are screaming and crying that why we let those guys go. I hope they were watching the last two games because they got an answer as to exactly why we let those guys go. Gasalo is it's a difficult situation. Some great, he's got great playmaking skills. He's got a big body that can bother guys like Embiid, but it was obvious that their game plan right off of the start was to get him in foul trouble and to, to attack the rim. And, uh, they they out they scored more points in the paint than we did, and they scored more fast break points than we did. So it's one of those it's just one of those games where hopefully we'll pull it together, we'll finish the road trip, and come back six and one for a seven game road trip. Well, again, this was the game that you and I pointed to as the one that was going to be the stumbling block. Well, they, were, actually, the, they were the toughest team that we we're they're the hardest matchup. Yeah, well, but, that, but Philadelphia plays so well at home. And right. you got to remember that the Lakers in the fourth quarter, they came back, they actually took the lead and they actually looked like they had a chance to go ahead and pull it right. out. And, and, uh, you know, we when should it have had an extra time out there. 
Yeah, I, and I know Sean Grice was talking about that eight game magic man. He was talking yeah. about how the Lakers got out coached today because of the fact that again at the end that the Lakers didn't have enough timeouts. But to me, I think it's I, almost I, I like I actually don't think that that uh, Doc Rivers is able to outcoach Frank Vogel. I think Frank uh, Vogel. I'm, I'm just telling you. I'm quoting what Frank he said. Vogel was just. I think Frank Vogel was playing this like his normal regular season game. He wanted to see. He wanted to learn some things about who could defend this team, who could score against this team, who was a good matchups, because they're a good chance that I, you know, they're my pick that we're going to meet in the finals. And so I think Frank was basically going with that type of approach. And Anthony Davis, you know, has got to get his shot back. AD was very tentative today. And, and well, the free throw line was the difference right there for you. His ineptitude at the free throw line was the difference in today's game. And you talked about Ben Simmons not being guarded by LeBron in the close moments. That's something in a playoff series you're going yeah. to see differently that I, I think LeBron will go ahead and tell Frank, you know what, I'm going to guard him whether you like it or not. So right. I, I think that's something you'll see there different. But again, to be so close to victory and to come back on that fourth quarter, I am happy, uh, yeah. I, you know, about as happy as you can be with a loss in this situation because of the fact that the Lakers – you know, I thought this was going to be a 10 to 15 point loss and it was going to look like it was something that, that I did. Way as, yeah. Until the last three minutes of the game. But the Lakers, they fought back. They took the lead. They showed Philadelphia, I think, that we can win on your home floor. You yeah. don't, it doesn't matter where you play us. We will win and we will beat you anywhere. I think that's the message that was sent tonight, that Philadelphia escaped with the victory but just barely. I think the message was clearly sent about where the Lakers stand. And, you know, you talk about the MVP performance, and this was a showcase between the number one and number two. Clearly tonight, to me, I don't think Embiid had as good a game because eight of 18 for Embiid playing up close like he did and and taking a lot of shots inside. I think LeBron outplayed Embiid personally. Well, Embiid also, also, if you look at the second half of the games, that's when games are won and lost. Yeah, and Joel didn't have a good second half. He got he had turned the ball over several times down in there, but boy, he's a load. He's a load in the low post, and and he is. He is his sort of his sort of clumsy, clumsy euro step type of attack to the basket. Really is really is very difficult to keep him off of the free throw line. I thought the Lakers did a good job in the second half doing that, um, and I was surprised at Trez. Trez Trez was very competitive against him, um, which is a good sign. So, you know, I, I think both teams came away with this with something that they wanted. The 76ers wanted to prove they could beat the Lakers, and, hey, it was a one-point win. They almost blew it in the fourth quarter, but it's still a win, and that will give them some confidence to know that they can win those games. Um, but the Lakers, I think, also understood very well that we didn't play well and we almost won. Yeah. I think that's what I so, come out of it. I, yeah. I think that's what I come out of it indeed. So, Laker Tom, I have a lot. Yeah, in the playoffs, I don't think, like I said, I don't think it's close. Uh, I mean, they proved it tonight, the Lakers did, where they can go in and play for the most part outside of LeBron, have a half-ass type game, for lack of a better term, and still be able to come that close to victory on their floor where they play better at home than virtually anyone else. So it it sends a message to me just how good the Lakers are, and I think the message was clearly sent – Philadelphia was very lucky and fortunate to get a win. And usually I don't want to go all Homer on everyone on like that. Usually I don't. You're the one that's usually touting the Homer side of it. 
But today, I think I'm going to do it because of the fact that when you are on that end and AD is that inept at the free throw line, and that's the difference between you and the game. And the Lakers, again, had various points of time where they were down by 15 and looked just awful at certain points of the game, and they still only lost by one. To me, that sends a message of just how good they are. Well, I think, you know, like you said, the big difference in this game was the big advantage that we have over Philadelphia is they have one legitimate superstar in Joel Embiid. You know, he's he's up there with Jokic as the best center in the league. And then Ben Simmons is Ben Simmons is that enigma that that just could be sensational, but he's got some big holes in his game that that don't take him and elevate him up there at the level of LeBron and AD. But AD played with his hands behind his back tonight. You know, he did not have a great game and he and he didn't have a great game defensively either. He seems to be struggling and going through a little bit of a slump. So, you know, and it's it's maybe maybe it is the uh, the short off season, the continued you know stretch and pressure of playing every playing a compressed schedule, you know, playing without fans and so forth. He seemed to be holding, he seemed to be feeling like he was he got a bruise on his knee when he got banged up in the first half, you know, and he seemed a little bit tentative there. But also too, you know, that Embiid's a good defender and and he's a big body, and it's it's hard for him. Anthony's not a banger. That's the one thing we've learned that he's yes. more of a finesse player than a power player. And the Lakers, you know, you if you're not hitting your threes, and and we didn't, we only had five threes until the last three minutes. Uh, then we hit three in a row there that to bring it back. But when you're not hitting your threes, teams sag on you, and basically yep. they they plug up that middle and they crowd it up, and and you've got two two very good defenders in in. Uh, Simmons at 6'10 and, and Embiid at 7'1. So it's it's hard sometimes to get shots underneath there. So we'll see what happens. I you know, I, I feel the same way you do that, you know, nobody wants a consolation win where you're or a consolation game where you you're you're you think it's a win because you you could have got it and so forth. It's a loss in the columns and the standings, and nobody's gonna remember that it was a one-point loss down the road. Yeah, um, but I think the Lakers learned a lot, and I think that's what Frank Vogel's in a mode to do now. Yeah. I think he wanted to find out, and then I think we'll see the same thing against the Celtics that he's going to experiment a lot with different lineups to find out who's going to be in that lineup if we meet them in the finals. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. 
Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars. Click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. You're not going to get that many nights now with this Laker team where Montrezl Harold gets a donut. You're yeah, not going to get that many I've games. Seen that in a long where, time. You're, you're not going to get that many games where you're going to see AD shoot five out of ten from the free throw line. I mean, I know he's not shooting the eighty something percent that he was last year, but he still 70, was over no, no, seventy, lower than seventy four now. Yeah. So I mean, you're not going to see many of those games where those two collide, and also as well outside of Caruso, nobody on the bench really gave the, the team any kind of lift. Uh, you know what? The Lakers play bad all across outside of Schroeder, outside of LeBron, and outside of Caruso. They play bad across the board, and they were still only one point down. And you know what? I'm, I take some solace in that. I'm going to – I am going to see your side for more once on this because, again, you and I thought this game was going to be a definite L. If we were going to lose when it was going to be this yeah, game. I think. Yeah, and, and I thought it seriously was going to – I know this, the spread here in Vegas had the Lakers favored by four, and I thought they were absolutely crazy. Because again, this this had the earmarkings of the Lakers being down by ten or fifteen, just chalking up a loss, and there you go. But again, I credit all the Lakers to going and and doing what they can to come back in that fourth quarter and actually take the lead. And that tells me something right there that that you know what that they can win if they're playing halfway decent basketball. They don't even have to ratchet it full, and they can beat the best teams in the league. That's scary. No, that is really scary. This was like. This was like the one out of five games in the playoffs. Yeah. Where they, so didn't, there you go. they didn't bring their best. They didn't bring their A game. They brought a, yep. a B minus or a C plus game. Yeah. That wasn't enough. Well, I'll tell you what. Tomorrow, though, they do go to Detroit. And let's hope. Uh, okay. Over under for Kyle Kuzma on shots. I'm saying 15. <laughs> so over under on 15. Because he wants to show off in front of the, the Motown. Because the team, the team always wants to help the guy play yeah. well at hometown hopefully kyle will see his mom and get some home cooking yes. just like LeBron was able to even though it's a back-to-back i don't think that the lakers are going to have slump i think anthony davis is going to oh, i think they're going to be mad anthony davis is going to be angry and come out and have another game and i think he'll probably say that he played like dog dirt like terrible you know <laughs> yeah well i'll tell you what i'm, I'm looking forward to it but I know if Sean Grice comes back and you get a chance to talk to him, he wants to t- really, really talk to you about the Pelicans. I'm not going to talk to you about the Pelicans today. We're not going to mm-hmm. go into Lonzo Ball deal because we know Lonzo Ball is a favorite of yours. We're going to go heavy into Lonzo back, but I, there's no trade that I would make for Lonzo at this point in time. You know what? There's a bag of chips somewhere. Maybe you could trade it for him yeah. that, for that. But he is awful right now. That's all I'll say. He is absolutely god-awful. And there's no way I would trade for him right now. I know he's on the marketplace. But again, Sean Grice wants to cover that with you. He specifically said, I want to talk to Tom. I want to talk to Tom. So hopefully tomorrow he will talk to Tom about the Pelicans. Yeah, and Lonzo Ball and your... Maybe your infatuation might just end uh, or is going to come to an end pretty soon the way he's playing right now. So we'll see. But you talk to him tomorrow on that because he'll be right here on the Lakers fast break on the postgame show. It'll be the Lakers in Detroit. We truly appreciate everyone watching and listening. But before we head on out, are you working on anything else? Because I got a few uh, last Lakers fast breaks. I want to get everybody up to date on. No, I, I, I'm uh, I'm still a little perplexed about what we're going to do with the center position. 
it still is a problem because we we lack some we lack a we, we lack first off a modern defensive center in a sense and that's a guy who can both defend at the rim and protect the rim as well as defend on the perimeter we don't have a guy like that oh i'm sorry we do except he doesn't want to play center yeah in um, anthony davis and so you you really need to have you need to have somebody like miles turner who can fill that role and i think that that's the big priority that the lakers have is to somehow find a way to fill that hole up and as i said it that that's not a hole you can fill with dwight howard or javel mcgee their inability to be able to defend on the perimeter is why they became unplayable in the playoffs. So we need somebody who can fill that hole. And also, you know, Mark, I, I've posted some stats from Mark Gasol, and he's actually been a terrific defender against Joel Embiid and has basically held him to under 40% from, from the field and in the low 30s and from the three. Um, so he's played well against him, but that was maybe a year ago two years ago when Mark was a little more mobile and when Embiid wasn't as serious and in as good a shape as he is right now. So <clears throat> I, I think Philadelphia still is the team that I like in the East simply because of Embiid. Um, and we'll have to see how, you know, how the Nets come together, whether they can figure out how to play defense. And, and then there's also the whole situation that there's probably going to be some pretty big trades coming up at the trade deadline. And unfortunately not, the Lakers aren't going to be involved in it, but a lot of the competitors of the Lakers are going to be looking to try to find a player who can be the catalyst to elevate them enough so that they can compete against LA. So it should be an interesting season. We're past the one fourth way now, um, moving on toward getting to the halfway point and we'll just have to see how it holds out. I, I think the, It'll be interesting to see. I'm sure there's some of the power rankings that are going to elevate the 76ers or or a few foolish ones that are going to try to elevate the Jazz to the top position, um, or even uh, thank God at least the at least the Clippers have uh, lost a game uh, without Kawhi and, and and PG. Although I understand that they're likely possibly going to be allowed to play on Friday, so uh, they have a game on Thursday and they have a game on Friday. So hopefully they can get another loss and that'll give the Lakers a little breathing room in the West, but tough loss. Let's move on. Tough loss. Let's move on indeed, but it is Laker time. You got to catch what he's doing today at Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. And before we head on out, I want to let everyone know I not only dropped one, but two awesome interviews for the first year anniversary of the passing of Kobe Bryant and Gigi Bryant. And that was with TJ Johnson on one and also Rafael Barlow from the NBA Draft Junkies on the other. And with Rafael Barlow, I had an extended conversation where we talked about everything from a certain Alabama football player that just won the national championship to everything going on in the NBA and more. In fact, also we pay pay homage and he has a great story that he talks about the passing as well of Sekou Smith, but he has a great story in regards to how he met Seku Smith. So NBA writer Seku Smith, who passed away, he has like a great story about that. And as we remember him, we remember Kobe. I also have an interview, like I said, with TJ Johnson as we talk Kobe, but also Laker Tom and Sean Grice, they got a chance to talk about Kobe on our previous episode, our last post-game report. So check out all those back episodes as well. Well, Tom, 
we'll get out strong tomorrow. This time tomorrow, we're going to be a little bit happier, a little bit, be a little bit better frame of mind. I'm not so bad because, you know what, that fourth quarter comeback, it proved a lot to me about where the Lakers and Sixers stand. It tells me the Sixers may not be as tough as they think they are. The Lakers just got to make your free throws. Simple as that. Make yep. your free throws. You win the game. Well, I'll tell you what, Tom, it's great talking to you as always, and I will see you tomorrow right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.